as laid back as anybody. I don't mind poking fun at me or the church or anything like that. But we have to be very careful with that. It's, it's become a little more popular now to kind of poke fun and to make fun of the church and to attack the church. Have you all seen that? It is almost culturally cool to, to really pick on the church. Um, now, <laughs> I'm just as guilty as anybody else because there are some issues that we've had in the church as far as that goes. We just have to be careful that when we point out these issues, we have some solutions, right? If we just sit back and attack the church and this is wrong and this is wrong and they're doing this and they're hurting these people and they're doing this, yeah, th- okay, well, now what? Now, there was times um, when I can remember being in management when people would come to me with issues and i go, okay, well, that's good. What, what solutions do you have to fix these problems? You know, that's good that you see them. I, we need to know that, but what, what do we need to do to fix these problems? And so that's what I want to talk about now. I, I can remember being asked when I was youth pastor here for about, I was about three years youth pastor here. I was still working at the, the company I worked for, for the company I work now. And a friend of mine came, approached me about a youth pastor position at a big church in Mobile. He said, man, he said, we've got an opening. I think you'd fit really well. And I think you'd do this, da, da, da. And he said, man, this would be a full-time job. You know, you could quit your regular job and you could work at this church and be youth pastor. And I was like, man, that sounds amazing. I want I still want to do that. You know, I want to do full-time ministry. That'd be great. And, uh, and I said, well, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm really connected to my church. I said, what, what's going on? What's the deal? Give me the, the information about it. He said, well, yeah. He said, they brought in this youth pastor from another church, and, you know, he didn't, he didn't grow the youth group. You know, they gave him like a year or two, and the youth group didn't grow like they thought. And, and so, you know, they let him go. They fired him, basically. And, you know, I just think you'd do really well. And I thought, are you kidding? I don't want to have anything to do with that. I mean, this, is, this was the criteria, like, You've got to come in and you've got to grow this youth group. You've got, to, you've got to build up. You've got to get a bunch of people here. And if you don't, by your performance, we're going to let you go and get somebody in here that can. And that's the, that's the mentality sometimes of, of churches because it's like a corporation. That's what I don't want to be. I don't want to be like that. And we talked about it the other night. <laughs> some, some people, uh, or me and Brian were talking about it, and, and he had heard, and this is crazy to even say, that there's like 20% of the people that, that do all the work and 80% that don't. And so... The pastor's leadership is supposed to focus on those 20, 80% of their time on the 20% and 20% of their time on the 80% because that's how you, that's how you grow. You've got you to build them up. So there's all these goofy criteria that we're supposed to meet to try to build a church. What are, what are we thinking, man? That's, that's so kooky that we, we, we sit back and, and, and I can tell you when we have meetings, we're not talking about that stuff. We're not talking about how we can grow with more people. We're talking about legitimate issues that you guys are dealing with and how we can build you guys up and how we can build this church on something more than just bodies and people. We're not trying to perform for people. So I'll say all that. We'll, we'll get into a, a few different scriptures here. The first one I want to start with um, is 1 Corinthians 3.5. This is Paul talking to the Corinthian church. It's 1 Corinthians 3.5. And I want you guys to look, look at this through um, through redemptive lenses, through uh, restored relationship lenses, through grace lenses, not through self-centered, um, it's all about me and my ticket to heaven lenses, because this is the traditional way that I've heard this taught. Um, I was talking to somebody this morning, and every time I read through the, through the scriptures to, to teach you guys, it really stresses me out when I think all the pastors, not all, but a lot of the pastors that I heard teaching this, I can't fathom that they got it as wrong as they got it, pulling the scriptures out of context. Like it really... It makes me question if I'm saying it right, and I go back and I read the Greek and I read the scripture in context ten times, and it's plain as day, and they pull one scripture out and they make it about something completely different, and it blows my mind. 
look at this through what we know now that kingdom uh, that that heaven is not the goal restored relationship with Christ with God was the goal Christ came and died for you so that you could have a restored relationship with the father and so that you could have a relationship with other people and share that right we know that now it's not just let me get my ticket to heaven and hide from the world and separate myself from the world no we share it with the world so look at this through redemptive lenses through through uh, relational lenses, okay, when we read this. So we know what we're talking about here. Verse 5, what after all is Apollos and what Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose. Their purpose is the same. They have one purpose. They're together. And they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. (laughs) You are God's field, God's building. Now let's stop there. How many times, and even I've been guilty of this, of of talking about we we co-labor with Christ. Now we do that, but there's a, a bit of context here. Look at what he's saying. Back up a little bit. Go to verse 7. So neither the one that plants or the one that waters does anything, but only God who makes things grow. So what's happening here? We're, we're working. We're co-laboring. He's saying we have one purpose together. Us. We all have one purpose. We're not fighting against each other. We're working together towards one purpose. You got that? Level playing field. We're all working to one purpose. As servants of God. So one plants, one waters, but we all have one purpose. And each will be rewarded according to their own labor. So we get a reward here. Now what did we traditionally think this was? Heaven, right? We'll get a reward in heaven. We'll get, we'll get crowns. We'll get whatever, a mansion. We'll get rewards. That's our rewards. That's what we're thinking, right? But look at it through redemptive lenses. Look at it through a redeemed um, relationship with God through Christ. They'll each be rewarded according to their own labor, for we are co-workers in God's service. We are serving God, and we are co-laborers. We are God's field, so we are grown, and we are God's building, so we're built up. God is the one that's making things happen, Right? And we are serving him. So what's your reward? Your reward's relationship. That's your reward. Your reward is you, ha- you now have a relationship with the God of the universe. And how does that trickle down? Now you have relationships with people. That's our reward. How, think about, I've heard all these stories about rich people that, that had all the wealth in the world um, and they died lonely and frustrated because they didn't have what? Relationship. They didn't have relationship. This is paramount. And I think Mark was onto something. Mark would, would teach about uh, us having 100 houses, 100 mansions. Do y'all remember that sermon from a long time ago? And what he said is, I think that's talking about you guys. So if I lost my house, you guys have houses that I can stay in, right? I'm rich. Not rich just in money. I'm rich in relationship, right? We're rich in relationship with one another. We're rich in relationship with God through Christ. What is our reward? Jesus, right? Isn't our reward Christ? This is our reward. So we co-labor with, with one another towards that goal. This is, our, this is our reward. And the cool thing is, as we've said, it starts now. It continues on into eternity, but it starts now. We get to reap the benefits of relationship now. We get to reap the rewards of a relationship with our Father now. We get to re- reap the rewards with relationships with one another now. How fun is it to hang out? Right? How fun is it to go minister together, to love people together, to, to just 
talk about scripture to talk about cars or talk about baseball or whatever you guys are into. How cool is it to have a relationship with people and laugh, right? This is very rewarding. (laughs) This is rich for us. Now listen to this, verse 10. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is what? Jesus Christ. Not what, who? Jesus Christ. If anyone builds, on, builds this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is. So what he's saying is if you build, and this is what I'm talking about our church, if we build our church on anything other than Christ, it's going to be shown for what it is. If we build it on our own performance, our own abilities, my charismatic style or my um, ability to, 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 to relay a message to you guys or our worship or the seating arrangement or our pallet wall or whatever, if we build it on that, it's going to be shown for what it is. Anything, it says, for no one can lay any foundation other than one that has already been laid, which is Jesus Christ. Verse 13, their, their work will be shown for what it is because, day, because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. It's quality, the source of where we're getting it from. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. There it is again. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only, only as one escaping through the flames. How many of you have heard that scripture before? How many of you heard it in the context of, you know, I'm going to get to heaven, but it's by the skin of my teeth, right? I'm going to Because what are we looking at? We're looking at the goal. Look, The goal is just being heaven after you die. We take that one scripture out of context, not taking everything else into consideration that was before it, and we go, okay, that's me. I'm going to make it, but, you know, I may, I may enjoy some of these earthly desires. I may enjoy some of this stuff, but I still love God, and so I'm going to make it by the skin of my teeth. Have you all heard that? Just the fire is going to be like nipping at my heels as I make it into heaven. Do you see the difference there? You're looking at, where's your reward? If your reward's heaven, you can take that out of context and see it, but we know that's not our reward. Our reward is relationship with Christ. Our reward is Jesus. And so you can't even stop there. Verse 16, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple? We talked about this morning. He's in our midst. He's with us. He's within us. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? Or another translation says inside you. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred, and you together are that temple. How cool is that? We carry Christ with us. We are the temple. We are the church. You know, we talk about it all the time. It's not the building. We are the church. Now, what's hard for me is, and even from the very beginning, you know, many, many people ask me, what's your vision for the church? What's, what's, what are your ideas? What do, you, what do you see for this church? And I really I had a lot of kickback with that. Because I, I really felt like my vision was bigger than our church. It was a kingdom vision. It's not just about us. I didn't want to make it self-centered. I didn't want to make it about Pure Grace Church. I didn't want to make it about Justin. I didn't want to make it about us. I wanted to make it bigger, right? And in doing so, I neglected the fact that I only pastor this church. <laughs> I, don't, I'm, I don't pastor every church in the city. And so what I'm beginning to realize is that hasn't changed hasn't changed that we have a bigger vision than just our church. We, we, 
We will not be a self-centered church as, as long as I have anything to do with it. I don't want to be a self-centered church where it's all about us. We want to just get people in here so that we can grow or whatever it is. We're not going to be that type of church. Now watch how this works. Our church should mirror our own lives. Think about that for a minute. Our church life should mirror our own lives. In the same way we submit our church to kingdom, same way we would submit our own lives to Christ, something greater than ourselves. So church is only mentioned, I think, three or four times in the New Testament. Kingdom is mentioned over a hundred times. But the church is a vehicle with which the kingdom is spread. So the church is important. We don't need to neglect that the church is important. But we submit the church to something even greater. It's not just about us. This is why we try to connect with other churches. Because we, we don't want to be out here by ourselves on our own thinking that we got it figured out and nobody else does. Right? And so in the same way individually we submit to Christ, we submit to the Lord in everything we do, something greater than ourselves. As a church, we submit to the kingdom something greater than ourselves. Does that make sense? So we know that we're not just, we're not just spreading pure grace church. <laughs> we're not just spreading our own separate ideas, our own separate gospel, we're spreading the kingdom of God. We are, we are co-laboring together, serving the Lord. We are temples carrying him out into the world. So we talk about it all the time. Sundays we come in here and we talk about it, but this is the small part. The week that you guys live out there is the big part. That's life. That's when you minister. That's when you love people. That's when, you know, we're built up here. I hope that you feel like this is a safe place where you're built up and you can fall apart if you need to and you can be loved if you need to and you can you know you can serve here if you need to that's fine but when you leave when you walk out of these doors that's when ministry starts that's when people see we don't just talk about it in here but that's when they see you live it out there's so much in here um we're gonna back up real quick to verse seven it says neither one who plants um or waters is anything but only god who makes things grow i can remember a day um when I would get really frustrated after I, I got born again, when I was saved, and I wanted especially people in my family and different people to get it because I got it. I saw things, and I was like, and they, I could see that they didn't get it. They weren't living fruitful. They, didn't, they weren't benefiting from how good God was, and I wanted to shake them. Like, don't, why don't you get it? Like, I wanted them to get it. And, uh, and this verse really helped me. Listen, I can't make anything happen in them. You can't make anything happen in them. We share the gospel. We share the good news. We don't force it on people. It takes a lot of stress off. So as a church, this is a bit of a declaration for us. Pure Grace Church will be built upon a rock, upon the rock, not just any rock. Matthew 16, 13 through 19, we're going to go through. uh, This was kind of Peter's reinstatement. Um, Peter, Peter declaring who Christ was. Verse 13 says, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Now listen, this is important. This was a great revelation that Peter got right here. He's saying... This revelation right here is, is, is paramount. You are the Messiah. You are the Son of the living God. And Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, or Petros, which means rock. And on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. 
I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now listen to this. He says two different rocks here. When he says, you are Peter, he says Petros. And he says, on this rock I'll build my church. In the Greek, it's Petra. Now what we've said, I've heard people say is, he's saying he's going to build his church on Peter, the rock. That's not what he's saying. These are two different rocks. Petros, listen to this, Petros is a movable stone. Petros means he, he was almost giving a human characteristic to stone when he named Peter uh, Petros, okay? Petra, what he says that he's going to build his church on, is a large foundational stone, and it is unmovable. Now, why is this important? Listen. He calls Peter Petros because he's saying, you are strong like a rock, but you are going to be moving around. I'm giving you human characteristics. You're going to carry this rock with you. You move around. But on this rock, I will build my church. Petra is an unmovable rock. What is the rock? The rock is the revelation of who Christ is. What did he say? Simon Peter said, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. That's the rock. We go back to what we were talking about in Corinthians. He's saying no other foundation can be built but this foundation that's been already, already been laid, which is what? Jesus Christ. There can be no foundation on top of a foundation that's already been laid. If so, what's going to happen? It's going to burn up and fall away. Anything that we try to put on top of the foundation that's already been laid will be made known for what it is when things come to light. If it's our own performance, our own abilities, our own things that we think that we have to do to add to it, will be shown for what they're worth and compared to the foundation that Christ laid is worth not much (laughs) at all, right? And so he's saying, look, this revelation of who I am is the rock that I'm going to build my church on. Jesus is the rock, not Peter. (laughs) How many of y'all heard that, that, that that the new church is going to be built on Peter? Well, that doesn't make any sense. He could have picked somebody better even if he was going to build it on Peter. On a person, he probably could have picked somebody else. Build on Paul or something. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about that revelation. He's saying, this is the rock that I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not overcome it. How many of you know gates are not offensive? Right? You know, I don't see gates chasing people around, trying to take them out. Right? Why is that? Because he's saying, once you get this revelation, you will be moving. You will be doing things. We talk about co-laboring with one another. We're going to work. Everybody gets, oh, work. Not works for salvation. Not works so that we can gain God's favor. Works because that's what's going to come out of this great love that we have for Christ and for each other. So what's going to happen? We're going to come alongside each other and we're going to say, okay, we're going to do this. This is, this is something that I care about. This is something that I love. Right? This is the foundation on which we build this church and we build the relationships with those around us. This is important to me and so that we're going to work. E. Stanley Jones, this is a quote from E. Stanley Jones. It says, When a church preaches and offers the person of Jesus in present tense, it ceases to be an organization and becomes a living organism of the Holy Spirit. Let that sink in a minute. Let me, I'm going to read that again. When a church preaches and offers the person of Jesus in the present tense, it ceases to be an organization and becomes a living organism of the Holy Spirit. This is why I say all the time, we don't serve a historic Jesus. We don't look in the Bible and say, okay, Jesus gave some great sermons. We're going to try to take those and apply them to our lives as rules and regulations so that we can live better and be happier and make him happy at us. Right? This is why we serve a living Christ, a Holy Spirit that moves and functions within our church and within us in relationship and within our own selves personally. Bless you. That was the quietest sneeze ever. 
Did you hear it? <laughs> We're very impressed. So, we <laughs> I'm easily distracted. So, <laughs> so we carry this living Christ with us. We're the only... We're the only religion, if you want to call us a religion, we're the only religion that carries a living Christ with us. We're the only one that had our leader die and come back and, and commune with us daily. We're the only people group. And here's another thing. There's no, like, plan B, right? Like, God told us everything plain and simple. He even gave us demonstrations. He still gives us demonstrations. And he... He comes alongside us so that we can do this stuff. There's no, there's no other vehicle by which the kingdom's going to be spread except for us, the church. Not just the building, but us individually and us corporately as a church. There's no other plan to spread the good news but us. So when we take that and we say, okay, the same way individually we submit ourselves to the Lord, we go, Christ, we love you, Lord, we love you, Holy Spirit. Um, lead us in everything that we do. We submit our church the same way to something greater than ourselves. So what I gather from all this, to, to simplify, if, if hopefully I made it as simple as possible, um, three things I, I find that we're going to have as a purpose of our church is to make Christ known, not just known as, a, as theory, but make him known intimately, and that's obviously through relationship, but that's to plant. So we plant, right? Number two, we make disciples. That's watering. We're going to build each other up. I talked to you guys about texting each other during the week and calling each other and praying for one another. That's, that's part of watering. That's what we do. That's who we are. And three, we're going to enjoy the reward. How many churches I can remember going to that, man, I just felt beat up every Sunday. Like, I didn't feel like I could even enjoy the reward. And, and that was the attitude. Someday in glory land, someday in heaven, it's going to be good. But right now, not so good. You got all these people doing all these bad things, and for some reason that would affect us. Got all these sinners living out there doing all this bad stuff, and and and, and like like we were afraid of that. Like Christ is intimidated by sin. But one day we're going to be able to reap our reward. We're going we're going it's going to be good once we get to heaven. We can enjoy, you can enjoy your reward now, if you know what your reward is, right? How. I know that's simple, but how revelational is that? How freeing is that? You can enjoy, you can enjoy yourself. You can be happy. You can have relationship. So I know that that was pretty simplistic. I knew I wasn't gonna have a lot of time with everything else that was going on. But I want to encourage you as as we move forward and, and start to do some more structural things that we can help organize because we're Honestly, we're just, we, we haven't been that organized in the past, and so we're just trying to build um, some structure to the life that's already here. We're, we're not going to run programs in the ground so that we have a legitimate church or anything like that. We're going to continue to let the groups that are organically growing on their own, we're going to support them, we're going to build them up. That's why we left a blank at the bottom if you have other suggestions. We want to hear them. We want to know if there's something that's on your heart that you feel like is a ministry that you want to do, and it's... It's not nearly as complicated as you think. You don't have to have a Sunday school lesson. You can, we can have small groups at people's houses. We can have the churches open. We've got a nice building here. If you guys need to meet for something that has, you guys have going on, we can do it that way as well. But as leadership, that's why we do this, so we know what's going on. 
because sometimes I can't communicate with every one of you all the time, right? But in doing so, in, in doing some kind of structured file system, we can go through and look at this stuff and start to organize some things. And okay, we see a direction that our church body is going that, that they feel the, the heart of the Lord, or they feel like the Lord is leading them towards this. We go, okay, well, we can start working towards that and we can start building them up and, and working towards those things. So I appreciate y'all's patience with it. I know this wasn't necessarily, not that any Sunday is traditional Sunday, um, but I want to encourage you to be praying for us as leadership and for Tracy and I as well. Um, that as we, we move forward in this, that, that we can make sure that you guys know that we are here to help you guys. We are here to build you up. Um, and we are, we are here to only build structure under life and not vice versa. We're not going to crush you under our church structure. We are going to, to organize things so that we can better serve you guys. So if you guys will stand up with me, I'm going to pray for you. And then we can eat some sketty. Sketty, sketty. Lord, I thank you for, uh, Father, I thank you for laughter. <laughs> Lord, I thank you for um, your, your real reward, real reward, I can't even say it. Lord, I thank you that, that we can enjoy fellowship with one another. We don't have to make it awkward or, or, um, or, or bring up subjects that we don't even really want to talk about sometimes, Lord, that we can, we can enjoy you and we can enjoy sharing you with other people and we can enjoy the relationships that are made um, in this place and even outside of this place. Father, I just pray that you would increase that revelation in our lives, that we know <laughs> we know what our reward is and we know how good you are. Lord, I pray that we would continue to plant water and rest. Lord, that we would continue to build each other up. Lord, that we would continue to build up our own confidence in knowing you and your love for us. Lord, I pray that no one would be um, intimidated by our church or our people. Lord, that we would be a great expression of your grace and your love to them, not just talk about it, but be it. And so I just pray um, for everyone in this place as we leave, as we go and eat some spaghetti, and um, even as we go uh, later on and we go out our own ways through this week, Father, that you would just uh, open our eyes to people that, that need to see that revelation. Father, open our eyes to, to share this gift that you've given us and this reward that we have. Father, it's good news, and it's not difficult to share. In Jesus' name. Amen.